Hello, I am Carrie Dawson, and I am so excited to bring you the very first episode of The Hallway. As educators, we spend a significant amount of time in the hallway, greeting students, talking with colleagues, and of course, sprinting to the bathroom. I think of the hallway as the place that brings us all together. When you're trying something new, it is important to find people to encourage and support you. For me, that group includes family and good friends. So when one of those good friends happens to be an instructional coach, you see where this is headed, first guest on the podcast, yay! <laughs> I am sitting down today with Carrie Levi, a secondary instructional coach for Norwalk Community Schools. Welcome, Carrie. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, do this with you. This is my first podcast, so I'm excited to be here. Uh, perfect. Uh, can you tell our listeners just a little bit about your journey to your current position at Norwalk? So, yeah, uh, I am a secondary instructional coach, and I guess the path to get to that point wasn't a straight line in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think it might have started, if I think back, it might have started at, this is, I just wrapped up my 20th year at Norwalk Schools, and yes. so maybe 10 years ago, I was teaching eighth grade English, um, and I was also coaching high school girls track. And I started wondering, what if I started coaching my students in my classroom, like I coach my girls on track? Can I somehow have some success with some of those coaching moments that I would have on the track and then bring that into the classroom? And it turns out you can. Um, it should have been an easier, <laughs> you know, like I should have realized that a lot sooner than I did, but I, I, I didn't. And so, uh, what if I provided feedback to students like right away while they were working on something and they could turn around and use that right there at their desk? Um, same purpose kind of happened on the track. Girls would get feedback from me after they would do a workout or a race and, and they would be able to turn around and use that information. What if I built relationships with kids the way that I did with the girls on the track, same in the classroom, you know? So I just kind of started thinking about like the possibilities and I made a lot of mistakes along the way. And, and that's kind of where it, it led me to finding, finding a better relationship with kids, more success in the classroom. Um, and then I realized well, you can go get a master's degree in this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I did. I went back to school and, um, and that was kind of a, a crazy journey in, in its own, but I, I made it through. I graduated. And, and then um, about that time, Iowa passed the, the TLC grant, the right. teacher mm -hmm. leadership and compensation grant. And it, it kind of coincided that they had an instructional coach position at Norwalk. And so I applied for it and I got it and I was still in the classroom at the time too. So I was kind of doing half and half and that has led me to where I am today, where I'm full-time instructional coach yes. and coaching teachers, coaching students and still coaching on the track and, and just trying to, you know, um, always get better. <laughs> uh, we have been friends for a long time. We started here at Norwalk together. Uh, for those who may not know you well, what things do you enjoy doing uh, when you aren't at work? When I'm not at work, 
Uh, I, I have two kids who keep me very busy. Um, I have a high school senior and she's been taking me on lots of uh, road trips to different colleges. <laughs> so we're in that process right now. And then I have a seventh grade son and, um, he, uh, has, he has challenged our, our, our brains are thinking a little bit too, because he has dyslexia and it was only recently discovered probably in the last couple of years. Uh, he was in fifth grade when he, uh, was diagnosed with dys dyslexia. So we're trying to learn more about that and how he works because his brain does not go down that same path as everybody else's. And so we're trying to work around that. So I have kids that keep me very busy and I'm, uh, my husband and I like to take our kids on trips and we travel and we, we've been to the Bahamas and Colorado and, you know, uh, we've seen Mount Rushmore and we've been mm -hmm. to uh, Haiti. You, <laughs> you do have a good yeah, list. <laughs> so we have some interesting places that we've traveled and we hope to go to um, Mexico this Christmas. And so we like to travel and I like to read. Literacy is another passion of mine. Um, and uh, so I like to read. I like to watch movies and I don't yeah. know hang out with friends, go, go to restaurants, stuff like that, that we can do now these days. <laughs> I know that we're coming back out. It's good. It's good. Uh, I think that you have a big advantage when it comes to instructional strategies, tips, and tricks, uh, because you get to be in a lot of different classrooms. Um, some of my best work has been stolen uh, from my colleagues. <laughs> so can you give us one or two of your favorite things you see teachers do that is good for kids? Um, thinking in terms of achievement, classroom culture, or uh, building relationships. So, yeah, I do have the kind of the luxury of going to different classrooms and seeing what other teachers are doing all the time and all the different grade levels. And I think one of the things that sticks out to me is a teacher's uh, routine and procedures. And you notice it right when you walk in the classroom, the kids know exactly what to do, when to do it, how to do it, how to make it sound, um, no matter what the what is going on in the classroom. It could be a lecture, it could be kids working in small groups or in pairs, and the kids know what to do, and the teacher has set that up. Um, and, and kids, they know how to respond. And if things aren't going well, why then the teacher's gonna stop and, and reteach and, and take that time so that kids can just learn those soft skills of oh, this is how I act. This is how I should um, respond to another student when we're right. having a discussion. So those are like those routines and procedures are, you know, it's at the secondary level, you know, we, we tend to teach those at the beginning of the year and then forget. Yes. <laughs> we yes. Have to teach. Or we, we assume the yeah, kids already know yes. them. We, yeah. We forget mm -hmm. that we have to teach and teach and teach again. And, um, I think that's that's one thing that I that I that I walk into classrooms and I can tell when the right. kid and the kids become at ease and then you know that relationship builds because they know what the teacher expects and they know what you know they don't how, have to guess they don't have to guess right. yeah mm -hmm. um, and then the the feedback uh, when I see teachers providing feedback to students in multiple ways and the way they collect data you know it could be like color coded or, you know, symbols or thumbs up or just getting down on their, on their, you know, squatting down beside a student and just talking to them real quick. You know, it's just all the different kinds of feedback, but it's letting the student know like right then and there, Hey, I need you to fix this, or this is something you've done well. Can you replicate that in another area? You know,
Let's see. I know that you encourage teachers to be continual learners and try new things. Uh, personally, I'm going to focus again on creating collaborative experiences and involving students in discussions. Uh, I really, I missed that so much uh, with this last year that we had. Uh, what are you currently working on to improve or build upon in your practice? I would say you're not the only teacher that missed all those discussions <laughs> and all those um, small group experiences and things like that. So um, one of the things that I'm trying to uh, wrap my brain around is um, competency-based education, so CBE. We have some teachers at the secondary level that are piloting that. And, you know, really, I can't say that I understand it fully. It seems, um, oh, it just seems kind of massive, but I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. Okay. Is there anything else that you are just burning to share with our listeners today? Uh, let's see. Well, this, I feel like it's a new beginning for the school year that's coming up. I feel like last year was, well, last year and a half was, I don't know. I think a lot of things, teachers tried a lot of things and I think they need to keep going. Just keep yeah. trying something and then talk to other people about it and then take data and, and, and figure out like, you know, what, what worked really well and then share it. I, I think I have two lists. One, things I'm never going to do again <laughs> yeah. and things that I need to adjust in and yeah. keep working on. I agree. Well, um, I guess this means that I am now on your I need a favor list. So that'll go back and forth there. Um, I, re <laughs> I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I had fun. Thanks for joining us today. I've linked a feedback document that Carrie shared with me in the episode description if you'd like to take a look. Please join us next time as we talk with Katie Weldon, a sixth grade math teacher here at Norwalk. Find me on Twitter at the hallway six, email me at the long hallway at yahoo.com or literally find me in the hallway. See you soon.